everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping your people to manage change. Today's episode is going to be all about embracing the discomfort. Why are we talking about embracing discomfort? Why are we talking about reasons why you should be happy (laughs) about the fact that the change that you're going through is causing you so much angst? Well, as I'm I'm, I'm often saying, change is a process that begins with an event. And if you change your mindset, you master your success. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about ways that we need to shift our thinking and the way that we perceive and accept and our relationship with discomfort. Because think about this, nobody sets out to fail. You take on new challenges because you wanna be better and you desire something different. Around the first part of the year, everybody is talking about their New Year's resolutions or their focusing words or their new goals and you have your dreams and your aspirations and the outcomes that you want to achieve that you lay out in plain English and you map out and you may even have a vision board or you have goals that you have set that you've written out or you have affirmations that you say and you know where you wanna get to. And in past episodes, I've talked about the mind movie of success and, and, and mapping out a day in your life from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep of what success looks like in action and what it looks like when you have achieved what it is that you've set out to do. So why do so many of us, after going through all of these exercises and creating vision boards and writing out our goals and our missions and, and putting together these affirmations and putting together these steps, Why do so many of us fall short of achieving our success and creating the outcomes that we envisioned and we imagined? Why is failure becoming more of the norm instead of the success that we crave? Why, with access to all of this information at our fingertips, podcasts and and articles and, and and and, and books and how-tos and videos and social media and, and coaches and all of these myriad of, of examples of people that have gone through it before us that are serving as a blueprint of how to do it, why are we not succeeding? What is blocking you? And I have a theory that is actually based on research and in fact in my own experience where we have to understand that in order for us to achieve the success that we want, in order for us to be able to embrace, um, the, the, embrace the process and become better and do things differently and become the better version of ourselves, we have to begin to embrace the discomfort. We don't want to focus on the bad. We don't want to feel like this is hard. We don't want to to have to go through something where we feel like it's too much. But in order for you to get to that next level of success, in order for you to achieve the outcomes that you desire, in order for you to be able to embrace change and to manage it, you have to become comfortable with discomfort. What do I mean by that? 
I mean that you have to realize that being uncomfortable is part of the process. You have to realize that being out of your element and feeling as if this doesn't feel right is actually what is right. So in today's episode, we're going to talk a bit about what that looks like and what that means when you embrace the discomfort, when you become comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I'm going to give you a couple of different things that I want you to think about because first of all, in order to understand how to become comfortable with discomfort, you have to understand how our minds work. So our minds, our brains make meaning by making connections to experiences and information that we have already had, things that are familiar to us. We connect what we are learning with what we already know. And so it's so much easier for us to learn something new, to add something new, if it is familiar to what we already know. Think about anything new that you've had to learn. Think about when you've brought together a team of people and and you guys are working on something. You always try to connect the dots between something that is familiar so that you can bridge the gap of understanding. Now, when you're making meaning, that makes sense because the brain wants to scaffold or it wants to connect or it wants to build upon whatever foundation has already been laid. The problem is when the foundation that's already been laid is something that doesn't serve you. If we're talking about New Year's resolutions or if we're talking about professional goals or if we're talking about personal goals and development, what if the foundation that you have laid is that it's okay to be dismissive? and to lead in terms of your idea of leading, being someone that takes charge and that does everything for everybody else and that plows through and your ideas and your thoughts are are what goes. And you are not someone who is used to collaborating. You're not someone who is used to welcoming other um, modes of thinking. You're not someone who is used to bringing in someone and going through a process of a group discussion before before a decision is made. So to do those types of things, you feel uncomfortable. You feel discomfort because that's not the way you really do it. That's not what you're used to. That is not how you operate. So because of that, you resist. This isn't working. It's not comfortable for me. Why do we have to go in and bring all of these other people involved and have all these other people involved in the process? Why can't we just tell them what needs to be done and go through it? Why do I have to go through this new process and this new way of doing things when the way that it has been done has worked? How many times have you said that and how many times have you heard that? Whenever you're making a shift, whether it's personal, whether it's something having to do with your group or your team, whenever there is any type of shift to be made, there is this period of discomfort. And in order for your teams, in order for your people, in order for you to become able to embrace that, you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. So we're creatures of habit. We gravitate towards things that are familiar. So how are we gonna succeed at something new? How are we gonna be open to new ways of engaging people? How are we gonna be open to new ways of communicating, to collaborating, to building more cohesive and cooperative teams? How are we going to be open 
to new ways of doing things in our organization, to adopting and adapting new procedures and policies. How are we going to embrace a different way of thinking, a different way of doing, and a different way of being? How do we manage and facilitate change in order to achieve new goals? So let's talk about the top three. The first thing is you have to embrace discomfort. You have to become comfortable with the, with the notion that this is going to hurt. It is not going to be fun. It is not something that you're going to adapt to easily. You're going to have to work at this. This is something you're going to have to become conscious of. Think back to when you were first learning how to drive or when you were first learning a new skill. The first few times you did it, maybe the first month or two that you did it, you had to think about the process. And every time you did it, you had to remind yourself, this is how the brake works. This is how the gas works. I have to check my mirrors. I have to, to do my, my three-point turn. I have to put my, my hands at 10 and three. Whatever it was that you had, the steps that you had to undertake in learning this new skill, you had to remind yourself of. And every time you were uncomfortable, every time this was dis, this this is something that was something that you weren't used to, it didn't feel good, you had to retrain yourself to do something different. Anytime we're learning something new, anytime we're achieving a new skill or acquiring a new skill, we have to train ourselves that this is going to be uncomfortable until it becomes a new habit. When you're starting a new diet, when you're starting a new exercise routine, there's this thing of muscle memory. You have to stretch the muscles. You have to exercise the muscles. You have to stretch the brain. You have to exercise the brain. You have to give yourself affirmations and remind yourselves of the steps in order for you to understand that this is a process that is going to be uncomfortable until it becomes my new normal. So you have to understand that it's coming. You have to prepare yourself for the fact that it's coming. Whenever change happens in your organization, whenever change happens in your life, whenever you are embarking upon something new, when you're making a New Year's resolution, when you are creating a new goal for yourself, when you are challenging yourself to achieve something new, you have to first off remind yourself, this is going to be hard. I am going to be uncomfortable but I have to become comfortable with the discomfort and remind yourself of that as you get, as you go through the process, when you find yourself not wanting to continue, when you find that it's hard, when you don't feel like it. When I started my podcast over a year and a half ago, one of the things that I had to develop this new normal of was being consistent about the fact that talking for 30 minutes or however long the show was to essentially myself was something that was uncomfortable for me. Of course, being in front of an audience and, and being in a, in a group when I'm doing a training and I'm speaking in front of live people, I can feed off of them. I can get feedback from them. But recording an episode by myself, that is uncomfortable. I was conscious of every word I said. I was conscious of how much time had gone by. I was conscious with the notes that I wrote and the research that I did and made it such that there were certain steps that I had to go through in a routine in order for me to manage the discomfort. 
So the first thing, I had to become comfortable with the fact that I was going to be uncomfortable. I had to embrace that. That's number one. The second thing that we have to do, and you've heard me talk about Mind Movie of Success, where you paint this picture of what success looks like and when you've achieved this and what it looks like when you're doing everything perfectly and you have achieved your goal and reached the pinnacle of success. But nobody talks about how you need to think about and anticipate the worst. Now, this is where the fear comes in. This is where those, that little voice in the back of your head starts giving you, feeding you, you these little nuances of, oh my gosh, what happens if nobody listens? What happens if this doesn't work? What happens if I can't do it that way? What happens if people talk about me? What happens if this doesn't, isn't received well? What happens if I bomb? All of these little voices that come into your head and talk about the what ifs, instead of ignoring them and instead of giving in to them, why don't we use this to our advantage? So your second point, anticipate the worst. What is the worst that can happen? What can go wrong? What barriers will I face? What resources may not be enough? What if I don't have the right people that buy in? What if I don't I haven't been prepared enough? What if I get to this point and I don't know what to do next? What if I feel like I'm at, I'm at my, my wit's end and I, I feel like I can't go on? What if I get tired? What if I get burned out? What if this isn't received? What if this doesn't work? What if I run out of time? What if I run out of money? What if I run out of motivation? All of the things that pop up that usually keep us from actually you know, trying to achieve the goal or trying or sticking with it as we go, all of those little things, that those little voices that whisper in your head that people tell you to ignore, write them down. Map out and list every single thing that could possibly go wrong. Every single thing that would keep you from even trying in the first place. Anticipate the worst. What is the worst thing that could happen? What can go wrong? What barriers can I face? Both internal barriers and external barriers. The things around you as well as the things within you. When you do a SWOT analysis, it's your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. So your strengths and your opportunities are the things that people really focus on because I want to focus on the good. I want to, you know, make myself feel that this is something worthwhile and I really, really want this to go well. So those are the things that I'm naturally going to gravitate towards and hold on to. But what about the weaknesses, which are internal? And what about the threats that are external? So anticipating the worst, what can go wrong? What barriers will I face? List them out. And then step three, create a contingency plan. And your contingency plan is actually based off of addressing every single obstacle, every single weakness, every single threat, every single barrier that you outlined in step two when you anticipated the worst. What if I lose motivation? Okay, to lose motivation, we're gonna make sure that we have an accountability partner. We're gonna develop a list of affirmations. What if I lose, I, I don't know what I'm doing and I lose focus. You know what? We're gonna create, we're gonna anticipate that and we're gonna look for um, resources. We're gonna look for case studies. We're gonna look for articles. 
What if people won't believe me? What if they don't want to they don't want to come on board? We're going to build team building. We're going to look at at ways in which we can bring people together and build consensus. What if nobody wants to follow me? We're going to build relationship and we're going to develop a way for people to build trust in me and what it is that I contribute. We're going to build a a, a, a opportunity for us to work together and to build that before I expect people to come on board. What if nobody knows who I am? Why should they listen to me? I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to speak about this. I'm going to become more visible. What if I try this and it fails? What's my backup plan? What are the areas that are weak? How can I prepare for that? All of these things are things that we are not comfortable with. All of these areas are things we'd rather not think about. This is when the fear starts whispering in our, in our ears about what it is that is going to go wrong and how we are going to fail. And instead of using that to our advantage by embracing it and anticipating it and planning for it and preparing for it, instead, we roll over. We decide it's too much. We decide it's not going to work. So you need to embrace being discomfort, being uncomfortable. You need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. You need to anticipate the worst. What's the worst that can happen? What are the barriers? All of the things that, can, that are, are not going to work. You need to develop a contingency plan based on the barriers, based on the things that possibly won't work, based on the things that you're anticipating as, as becoming fearful for you and developing a plan of action to combat that. And then the other thing that you have to do is you have to assess your process as well as monitoring your progress. And by that, celebrate the small victories. Look at your timeline of when you want to do things and how you want to do things and start reviewing that. Start reflecting on that and looking at it from the standpoint of, you know what, it's been three days since I started this process. Where do I expect myself to be in three days? Where do I expect myself to be in six months? Where do I expect myself to be in 30 days? Outline specific benchmarks based on certain units of time. And if you're not reaching the benchmarks and you're not reaching the goals, the mid-range goals, then you look at your process. What am I doing? How am I doing it? Is it enough to get me to where I want to be? Because believe it or not, the process of managing change, the process of continuing change, the process of participating in change and bringing about change, it's not about the result. It's about the process. It's about the journey. So becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable means that you are embracing the journey. You are recognizing and understanding that this is a process that begins with an event. And especially if you are trying to turn something around, if you are trying to change something in your organization that has not been going right, if you're trying to change something in the dynamics of your your team and the way that your organization works, or even with your personal and professional goals, if you're trying to turn something around, 
I want you to think about it. If it took you five years or 10 years or six months or 30 years to get to this point, then you have to be understanding and compassionate about the process and how long it's going to take you realistically to turn that ship around. I like to give the analogy that if you're navigating a speedboat or a jet ski and you want to make a change and you want to shift direction, you, hey, you flip your wrist and you're already turning around. But the bigger your vessel is, the longer it takes to shift direction, the more effort it takes to make a change. So if you're going along and you're plotting a course and you're on a cruise ship and you have to make a, a, a change in direction because somebody comes across your path, it's going to take you longer to react. It's going to take you longer to, to implement enough force and enough change in direction to move you out of the current path that you're on. So when you think about that, I want you to think about how long it took you to get where you are and be mindful of the fact that this process that started with an event is going to take a while. It's a journey. It's something that needs consistency. It's something that needs responsibility and it's something that needs accountability. So being uncomfortable with this, with this process and accepting and embracing the discomfort anticipating what can go wrong and making a contingency plan for it and mapping out what you're going to do to address it. And then being aware of the process that you're going through and celebrating the small victories and evaluating what you're doing and how you're doing it and how far you've come and being open to accountability, being responsible for your actions and, and your place in this whole scheme of things and in the, in the whole plan. And then understanding that true responsibility, true accountability, true change all comes down to consistency. Are you gonna try this for a couple of days and because it's not working as fast as you want, you're gonna leave it by the wayside? Are you gonna do it for maybe 30 days or maybe two months or maybe three months. We've all heard the research that says that it takes, what, 21 days to create a new habit? That means consistency. That means being conscious and consciously aware of the discomfort you're feeling and doing it anyway. Reminding yourself of why you started. Reminding yourself of what your goal is. Reminding yourself of how you can do it bringing in affirmations, having check, you know, check-in points and, and accountability partners and people who can assist you to keep you going and also having people who can look at what you're doing and assess and, and assist you with assessing where you're, what you're doing, evaluating your progress and writing the ship and making some tweets, um, some tweaks. It's not just about always tooting your horn. It's not just all about giving you the motivation but it's also instruction. It's also understanding those teachable moments. If you think back to the way we treat children when they're learning how to talk, when they're learning how to walk, when they're learning how to ride a bike, 
when they're learning how to roller skate, when they learn to drive for the first time. As, peop- as we get older and we grow, every time we quote unquote fail, every time we fall down, every time something doesn't work, every time we try it and it blows up in our face, when we're younger, we call that learning. When we're younger, we say that's part of the process. When we're younger, we tell people, hey, they have to learn to make their own mistakes so that they can find their way in the world. But what happens as we get older? What happens to our willingness to throw caution to the wind and jump in and try something new? What happens to our willingness to be uncomfortable? What happens with our willingness to try something on that we're really not that sure of? What happens to our willingness to put ourselves out there and say, hey, if it doesn't work, I just learned something new or something that I don't know how to do. As you get older in age, as you become more mature and more accomplished in your career, we start to pull back from this notion of learning as trying something out and figuring out what doesn't work. Instead, we start looking at this as if I don't get it exactly right before I do it or the first time I do it, then I'm not going to do it anymore. And you can't embrace change. You can't navigate change. You can't manage change if you're not willing to embrace the discomfort. If you are not willing and open to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Change is a process that begins with an event. It is something that is always going to be there with you. And if you have any goals, if you have any aspirations, if you want to facilitate and bring about any outcomes or create any type of success, you need to understand how to become comfortable with the process of being uncomfortable, with understanding and embracing the fears, with developing that contingency plan of what do I do if this doesn't work and it blows up in my face, and with having people who are walking alongside you who are gonna hold you accountable, who are gonna motivate you, who are gonna help you to be responsible, and who are going to assist you in being consistent. The only constant that we have is change. Nothing stays the same. I don't care how long we've been doing it. I don't care how long it's been in existence. Everything changes. And what we have to learn in order for us to become the best that we want to be is that we have to learn how to navigate that process. And that process is not a pretty one. It is not one that is going to feel all hunky-dory and, and, you know, skittles and rainbows, but it's one that's necessary if we want to get to become the best version of who we are. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you are looking for someone who can come in and assist you with ways of optimizing the talent and, and the gifts and the talents and the abilities of the people in your team and in your organizations, contact me. You can find information about what it is that we do on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Listen in to the Mindset to Mastery podcast. It's 30 minutes every week of actionable tips, strategies, and insights that will assist you to change your mindset and master your success. The process of becoming different, the process of facilitating outcomes, the process of achieving success 
comes down to how do we embrace and manage change? And specifically, how do we engage, how do we learn, and how do we lead? I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome by equipping people to embrace and manage change. We would love to be able to come into your organization and to assist you with training, with speaking, um, look at our website and find out more information about our executive resource councils that are being started, um, sign up, apply, bring us in and start looking at navigating change in different ways in your organization so that your people can become more successful, they can become more whole, they can become more engaged, they can learn and they can lead in ways that are going to help them be more fulfilled and be more successful and that will assist your bottom line and help your company to become more profitable. I hope this has been helpful. Reach out to us and let us know how this has assisted you in your professional development and your journey and we look forward to hearing from you and to working with you. Until next time, change your mindset, master your success.